Welcome to the Carter Report and thanks for joining us. Our topic today is an incredible one, Adam's mother's birthday. Have you ever wondered why there is so much crime, so much violence? This program is going to tell you the reason why. It's because people are no longer celebrating Adam's mother's birthday. Welcome to a birthday party with a difference. Welcome to Adam's mother's birthday. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. People have had the opportunity, but people, my friend, by the millions, have turned away from the Word of God. And that is why this nation tonight is deluged in crime. Australia needs it probably more than America. England needs it possibly even more than America, even though they don't have the crime rates. But I want to tell you folk tonight, the greatest need in the land of the free and the land of the brave is for a turning again to God. The greatest need, my friend, in your life, my greatest need is to have a personal experience with the Jesus Christ who made me. Did you hear that? That is our greatest need, my friend. Our greatest need. I want to talk about something, and I know that this is a subject that preachers don't talk about. That's the reason I'm going to talk about it. Listen to this. I don't say this to offend anybody, but I'm going to say it tonight because I believe it's the truth. In America, there have been 15 million babies destroyed in their mother's wombs. One million every year. Did you know that recently they came upon a, a, a warehouse that was being kept? And the people, my friend, had run out of money to pay the rent. They went into that warehouse and they found in preserving solution fifth, no, I'm sorry, 17,000 babies. 17,000 babies that had been aborted. And they hadn't known legally what to do with them because some were saying, these are not even human beings, throw them out in the trash can. And others were saying, they are human beings and they ought to be given a Christian burial. But because the courts could not decide, they put them, my friend, in a preserving solution. And when the authorities went in there, they, they, they fell and they vomited. Those hardened men, my friend, vomited at the sight of 17,000 little babies. Now, I know this is a subject that makes people very, very uneasy. I think it needs to be said. Listen to me. The number of abortions that are carried out for rape or incest are around 
And we are not tonight talking about those. I am talking tonight about abortion on demand, where people feel that this thing is not a human being and it is simply a piece of tissue. I want to tell you folks something. That little thing that is in the mother's womb, that little defenseless thing in the mother's womb, is a human soul made in the image of God. I tell you, how is America going to face God in judgment? How is Australia going to face God in judgment? How, my friend, is Britain going to face God in judgment, I ask you? Do you know what we need? We need to reappraise the human soul. I've had people come to me and they say, a mother has the right to do anything she likes with her own body. I say amen to that. But that little human soul in her womb is not her body. It is another soul made in the image of God. It is the truth. And I want to say something else tonight. When I first came to this country and turned on the television, I heard a preacher by the name of Jimmy Swaggart preaching on these things. And I said, thank God for the ministry of Jimmy Swaggart, a man who's got the courage to stand up for his God. That's what I said. And I still say it. The Bible says that the Roman Empire was destroyed. Destroyed, my friend, because they once had the knowledge of God and they turned away from God. My friend, when a person, listen to me, when a person turns away from the Creator God and from Jesus Christ his Lord, when he turns away from that experience, there is no limit to how far he can't go down. Did you know that? And listen, this is a land of pornography. You know it's true. It is a land of violent crime. When I drive home every night, there is one of these porno houses running 24 hours a day. Did you know this? Now, Fortunately, we don't live near that rotten place. But did you know this, that the people who live in that area, the females, the little girls, have got four more chances of being raped. And people say they've got the right to do what they want to do. They don't have the right to touch my kids and my daughter. Have they? And they don't have the right to touch yours. We talk about freedom of speech. When the founding fathers of the United States of America put in the great constitution of this great land, freedom of speech, they did not put it there, my friend, to protect these sexual perverts. Did you hear that? They put it there to protect 
decent people and protect little girls. I want to tell you folks something. God said long ago, if you don't remember me as the creator, then you're going to go down like the Romans did. That's what God said. Now listen, because I'm going to tell you something now. God, God instituted a recurring birthday party. And all of Christendom almost has forgotten. God instituted a great religious celebration so that nobody would ever forget that Jesus Christ is Lord and their creator. Did you know that? And Christendom, almost all the churches have forgotten that great institution. The great institution that celebrates Adam's mother's birthday. That institution is found back in Genesis 2, 1 to 3. Please turn to it. The institution that God gave so that we would not forget that He is our Creator. Come over here to Genesis 2, verses 1 down to 3, please. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 down to 3. And Everybody turn to the text, Genesis 2, verses 1 down to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. This is the end of creation. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had done. And He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had done. Then God blessed the seventh day, the Bible says, and sanctified it, made it holy, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Listen, friend. God worked for six days. Then the Bible says that God the Son, Jesus Christ, my blessed Lord, the Bible says that God the Son worked one, two, three, four, five, six, and then he made man on the sixth day. He made man. And God said, I want man always to be happy. Therefore, I am going to give man a great religious celebration. And when man keeps that religious celebration every seventh day, he will never forget me. And so the Bible says, I didn't say it, the Bible says, on the seventh day, God ended His work. He rested on the seventh day. God blessed the seventh day. God sanctified it. God, listen, Jesus rested. And after He rested, the Bible says, He blessed the seventh day. God put a blessing into it. God rested. God blessed the seventh day. And the Bible says, God sanctified it. God, Jesus Christ, my dear friend here in Texas, God made the seventh day holy. Now, God says it. 
Now, I want to come over now and do a little thing over here. And I want to talk now a little bit about the birthday cake. And I want my uh, wife to come out in a few moments. But firstly, what we're going to do... Hello, love. I want you to notice that we've got here seven glasses. Seven glasses. I'm trying to get on with you. Don't laugh at me. Now, you have seven glasses there. You see the seven glasses? Those seven glasses are symbolic of seven days. That's the first day. That's Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the Sabbath. Listen to me. God, the Bible says, blessed the seventh day. Now, don't get mad with me. You say, but I have blessed that. Well, that, you can't get a blessing if God didn't put it there. Only um, an almighty God, my friend, a creator God can bless anything. You see, only a holy God can make a holy day. Now look, this one here, that's the first day. Well, it's all right, but there's, not, there's nothing in it except water out of Lake Arlington. And this is, this is Monday. It's about the same. Sunday and Monday, they keep companionship. You see? It's no difference. What are we up to? Tuesday, just the same. The lady who's taking the pictures is the lady who loaned the uh, glasses to us. What's this one? It's Wednesday. Yeah. Just the same. It's no better. I'm getting waterlogged. That's Thursday. And that's Friday. The Bible says, I don't say it. God says it. God blessed the seventh day. God put a blessing in it. Mmm. Mmm. -mm. Mmm. Now. I want it all. I want it all. I want all the blessing because God blessed the seventh day. Now, my friend, you may say, well, I, I like this day and the Muslim likes this day. Listen, I respect your feeling, but God, Jesus Christ, Jesus, who's the creator? Jesus is the creator, and Jesus put a blessing, my friend, in the Sabbath day. Jesus made the Sabbath. Jesus blessed the Sabbath, and that is why the Sabbath is the Lord's day. You see, it's the Lord's day. You say, it's the Jewish day. How many Jews were back there in the Garden of Eden? Was Adam a Jew? Now, come now. 
my friend, that day is the Lord's day because the Lord Jesus Christ put a blessing in it and God said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, don't forget that. And I haven't broken your glasses yet. Now, love, would you like to light the candles? You get the candles going. This great expansive cake is the cake to celebrate the Sabbath. You say, celebrate the Sabbath? I thought that was a, a Jewish day and, and people had long faces on the Sabbath. I say again as Scrooge said, humbug, balderdash. The Sabbath is the best day of the week. It is a celebration. And we say, hallelujah, God made me. You see, that's why I keep the Lord's Day, my friend. That's why I keep the Lord's Day. Now you say, I'm comfortable with Sunday. My friend, you are getting water out of Lake Arlington. Switch over to orange juice. It's a lot better. God put a blessing in it. Now, my wife is lighting up the candles. How are you men going? Throwing up their arms in horror, not getting enough light? Okay. How are you going, love? I have confidence in you. You've never let me down. You've got it going. Thank you. Thank you so much. My wife is the best wife in the world. She really is. She helps me in everything. She keeps me going. She tells me what to say. She says, you forgot that tonight? She said, you're going... I won't say what she says sometimes. It's too embarrassing because it's, it's true. She says, you were pretty dry tonight. What's wrong with you? You ought to get a bit of pep in you, she says. Get out there and do a little better. You're getting too boring. Now... I want you to notice those seven candles. They represent Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then we're going to miss this one, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that one up there is the Sabbath. We've got it in the very center because, my friend, it is in the very center because Jesus is in the very center. You see? It's in the very center. We want it to be there. And when we go to church on the Sabbath day, like I'm doing tomorrow, when I go to church on the Sabbath, and when I keep the Sabbath, my friend, it is, it is a great experience because I come together to worship Him who made heaven and earth. And this idea of saying that one day is as good as any other day is like saying that one wife is as good as any other wife, and that just ain't so. You hear that? That's just ain't so. Now, am I doing all right? Is that okay? You approve of that? Okay, thank you. I just keep going. She starts frowning at me. I know that I'm doing something wrong. Now, birthdays are happy times, aren't they? Particularly when you're a little younger. But birthdays are happy times, are they not? A birthday, my friend, is a time of celebration. It is not a time for long faces. A birthday is a time when we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for making me. And thank you, God, for all the good things. The seventh day Sabbath is a birthday. 
And on the seventh day Sabbath, we say, thank you, God. Thank you for making us. Hallelujah. Thank you for all of the good things. My friend, listen to me. If you are not keeping the birthday, the Lord's Day, you are missing out on one of the most meaningful experiences. It is a good day, the best day. Now, now, okay, now would you blow them out, love? I'll blow this, no, you blow the whole lot. Blow them out. A little more, come on. A little, little faster, as Jim Gilly says, a little faster. I'll blow out the one up here that represents the Sabbath. Well, that's, that's, would you blow out this one, please? You this one that represents the Sabbath, you know, people have been trying to blow that one out for thousands of years, but it keeps coming back on. Would you blow it out? You know, the Pope, the Pope has been blowing that one for years and years. And even though the Pope has been blowing, it is still shining tonight because the Bible says he will think he can change it, but he can't. Have another go. Well, you've got it out finally. And I want to thank you very much for coming tonight and having, having a part in the program. <laughs> you know, isn't that just like the Sabbath? You can blow it. You can huff and you can puff and think it's gone and all the world says it's gone. The world says it's gone and the world thinks they've done away with it. My friend, you cannot get away from the Sabbath because Jesus made it. You see? Can't get away from it. Listen, it is... It is, number one, it is the rest day. Say that after me. The rest day. It is the blessed day. Jesus blessed it. It is the blessed day. It is the what? A blessed day. And because it is the rest day and the blessed day, glory be to God, it is also the best day. It is the best day, and it is still shining, my friend, after thousands of years because Jesus made it, and I say, thank you, God, and hallelujah. Jesus made it. You see? Doesn't that do something to you? Now, listen, if you folk aren't keeping the Sabbath, you can start tonight because the Sabbath has started. Oh, you, you say it's... It started starting to spit back at me. I think that's finalized it now. Now, it can't last much longer. We bought these in Hong Kong. They can't go for too long. Now, now listen, the Sabbath starts at sunset. You say, I don't believe it. I want to tell you in the Bible, a day commences at sunset. The Bible says, from even unto even shall you celebrate my Sabbaths, Leviticus 23, 32. In the, right back there, my friend, Jesus kept the Sabbath, sunset to sunset. 
God's day comes in, my friend, when everybody can see it. Rome's day comes in at midnight when good people ought to be asleep anyhow. The Sabbath has already started. And so tonight, as we sit here, we are celebrating the Lord's day. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for your great goodness. We thank you for your great love. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that Jesus is our Creator God. And we thank you tonight that He's here in this hall. And tonight, Lord, as he walks up and down the aisles. Tonight, Lord, we want to reach out the trembling finger of faith. And tonight, God, we want to touch Jesus. We want his power. As we're praying here tonight, with our heads bowed, with our eyes closed. How many tonight would like to raise a hand and say, I want to touch Jesus tonight. I want to be in contact with the great Christ, the great Creator, the Lord of the Sabbath. I want to touch Him, and I want to be made well. Oh God, tonight, with all these hands raised, Tonight, Lord, we are reaching out our faith to you, and we are praying, Lord, tonight, that you will now touch us. And may your power tonight be manifested in these hearts of ours as we celebrate the great act of creation. Bless these people, Lord, for Jesus' sake. Amen.